So we had all these tests that we wanted to do. We wanted to test if it could do three-point turns, if it could avoid and detect and classify obstacles, whether they're people, whether they're pedestrians, cyclists. We had an instance where we had an entire big group of cyclists that the AV had to navigate and deal with. Um, and then dealing with all the different surfaces that are around the refinery, whether they're gratings or gravel, tarmac, um, testing all of that. That's Austin Hodge talking about a recent BP project to drive an autonomous vehicle, or AV, around BP's Lingen refinery. With the support of the digital science team and autonomy specialists Oxbotica, Austin and the team shipped a self-driving car from Oxford in the UK to northern Germany and proved that it could be deployed safely in a hazardous and fully operational industrial environment. All of this was directed in real time from Mission Control in Houston. The digital science and engineering team pushed the limits of frontier technology like this so they can understand the art of the possible. I spoke with Tim Airy to find out what was so special about this project and where it could lead BP. Why is autonomy so important to the digital science team? Everything that we look at is really in service of BP's aims. That encompasses our net zero ambitions, efficiency in our operations, critically what we can do as far as safety is concerned and opportunities in, in new business. So a core component of autonomy is autonomous driving. And these are all areas that we're looking at that are predicated on a platform, in this case, a wheeled platform, that can move itself around various um, of BP facilities as requested by perhaps a human operator or perhaps even in the future, an AI technology, a system that we might have, which might be requesting there to go, to go into that location. So with that being critical to a core component of autonomy, that's why we're interested in, in that particular space. What did you set out to accomplish in Germany? Austin Hodge again. We really wanted to see how well uh, an autonomous solution provider, that would be Oxbotica in this case, could actually operate in an industrial setting like a refinery. Most companies that are out there in this space, they've really been focusing a lot on in cities, towns, highway. Some have been getting into the world of mining, but uh, refineries really have their own unique challenges that kind of push the limits of autonomy as we know it. They're very metallic environments, highly reflective. You got narrow passageways, really low clearance, tight clearance areas, blind corners. Uh, you have steam, reflective surfaces, and they're also 24-7 operations. So you need to operate both in nighttime and daytime. And also they're extremely busy. We discovered during this whole trial, I mean, we had planned all these unique capabilities that we wanted to test and challenges we wanted to throw at the vehicle, but really the refinery itself had its own challenges that it wanted to bring to us that we weren't even expecting just with the amount of stuff happening around it. And lastly, we wanted to find out uh, which were the best sensors that we could use for BP's refineries. So Oxbotica comes with their recommended set of sensors. You've got LiDAR, radar, GPS, and cameras, but we wanted to figure out which ones would be most optimal for us in a refinery. And, and that was something that we were able to find out through this test as well. 
were there any other bumps in the road, so to speak? So we had great confidence that the technology would work, but not we had never been tested before in a refining context. So one thing that we came across was as uh, we were monitoring it from Houston and we're driving along at a great pace in uh, in the refinery, everything's going well, and the vehicle comes to, to an immediate halt. We can't see any obstacles. What was happening was that steam was coming across the, the road and because of the way that the car was sensing that with LiDAR, it was thinking that that was an obstacle on the wall and it was doing absolutely the right thing, which was bringing the car to a nice controlled halt, waiting for the obstacle to go past. And of course, steam was going everywhere. So it's trying to project the trajectory of the steam and it's, it, it's, it's really having an interesting time dealing with that. Now, there's not, there's not a fix per se that's in there. They resolve that problem. It's more around which sensor you choose as primacy. And so when you come to a situation like that, we learn in a refinery context that we want to lean more on radar and more on visual. And so we don't lose any of the layers of safety that we have in there, but we move away from the primacy of LiDAR. So those are really great technical learnings that we get in there that as we move into a minimum viable product, we'll, we'll build into, into that solution. What was your proudest moment during the project? You know, there are multiple instances where we thought, you know, this is it. This is the death knell for the project. There's no way we can continue. And then somehow we managed to keep it moving. There would be somebody that would offer up a new solution or say, don't worry, I'm going to handle it. And we were able to do it safely and on time and on budget. So that's that's a huge achievement right there that I'm very proud of. We're able to take this this idea that Tim and I, along with Bob Flint and the DSNE, Marty Gonzalez and Matt Hager, we had this idea and this little conversation in Naperville back around Thanksgiving in 2019 of just saying, hey, what could we use autonomous vehicles for in a refinery? We came up with some ideas. It was really just brainstorming. But in almost a year to the day, we were able to take that idea, turn it into an actual trial, prove out this technology and come up with some great ideas how we're actually going to deploy this within another year. And just to do all that in such a short amount of time, do it in an agile way all within the year is just truly an achievement. It's the first ever autonomous vehicle project at BP, and I'm just really happy to have been a part of it. Did you have any uh, BP celebs along for a ride? We did have some BP celebs, a few of them. David Eiten joined us for one of our demos, just said, hey, David, jump in, pretend like you're in the car. We actually put him in there and we're dropping out some of our localization sensors during that test saying, okay, you know, you know, we're simulating, we just lost LIDAR and radar and we only have the cameras, you know, it's, and then we're going through a pretty narrow area of the refinery here. I mean, that's, well, you know, what could go wrong, right? So that was pretty great to have David along. And he was so pleased that he actually wants to go out for real, maybe to go out to Oxford himself and ride in the vehicle for real instead of virtually in the future. What do you think is next for robotic autonomous vehicles in BP? It's interesting that this proof of concept and this focus was very much around a Land Rover. And we've got to be careful with that because everyone latches onto that and thinks that autonomous driving is all around that type of vehicle platform. But we need to broaden the scope of our vision um, that's on here. What we were really testing out was, in this case, the Oxbotica autonomous driving stack. And that stack can be moved across to uh, many platforms that we would want to choose to, to leverage within BP. So we start getting our heads around thinking about small robots, ones that can go out and do inspections for us, larger vehicles that may be traveling around a refinery, or as we reach out to the other businesses, our organizations in LightSource 
and wind and BPX all have great interest in how we can either manage it for sensor platforms or logistics, for example, right up to moving people or doing haulage actually out on the public roads. So this has really got a spectrum, right from small robots through vehicles, perhaps even to into last mile delivery into significant road haulage. So there's lots of areas for us to go here. Linking back into, yes, it's around net zero efficiency and safety, but also into a new business operation. So that's, that's, that's what's next. And that's the sort of exciting path that we're on. What are you most excited about for the future of this technology? To see what the operations of the future look like and how different they may be from what we are doing now. Potentially the future of fully remote operations is, is pretty exciting and having our, our refineries be and, and our operations be that much more safer because they're more predictable. You know, we're able to remove more of our employees, you know, our most precious resource out of harm's way, doing those those jobs that may be more inherently dangerous, having robots and autonomous vehicles do that. Our, our low carbon ambitions, being able to use these electric vehicles, replacing a lot of our heavily internal combustion engine fleets with those electric vehicles is, is really gonna be a big step forward for us as, as no longer an oil company, but an energy company. I mean, it's truly amazing that we were able to get it done. And, and as the saying goes, it does take a village. Really at this point, we've, we've proven that Autonomy can work, and at this point, it's just up to our imagination to figure out how we want to use it. Thank you for listening today. Take a look at our digital and technology career opportunities at bp.com forward slash careers.